Transpotting contains adult language, juvenile humor, and honest depictions of trans joy. Consume at your own discretion. I love, I love it. it. I have, a, I have a music question because musician. Um, okay, so clearly, yes, yes, the points, like all the stuff. So, it, 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 um, I have shoes. I usually have my keyboard yeah. here. Do, do, do. I've got a bear. She plays the your, your bear is very musical. That's to me. They're my best friend. Aww. Does to me play guitar? Um, no, they mostly just not chill. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. You should teach you know, Toomey to play the guitar. There's potential. Um, Actually, Toomey would probably fit with a ukulele better. Oh, there you go. 100%. So, Alexandra, I, I believe I've seen you play bass in your Instagram videos. Um, do you, What instruments do you play? How do you how do you write music? Do you start with one particular thing? Do you compose all of it? Tell me all of the nitty-gritty details. I'm a fucking nerd for music. Please and thank you. Okay. So I'm initially a guitar player. Um, I was trying to drum up some sort of. I'm late to the game with getting back into music, ha, and stuff, so I started my Instagram. Nice. <laughs> I'm muting Marcia again. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna discuss this to the tune of nerdery. And, yes. Uh, and. Uh, uh, so um, I started my Instagram to kind of start documenting like the different layers of recording this album that I was working on and so my earlier Instagram videos are me doing like main guitar and then I was doing bass tracking and then hopefully we'll get to a point where I'm doing uh, vocals and stuff but what I what I generally play and write on is that I play and write on guitar um I'm a t- guitar gal and I tend to play actually um a classical uh it's weird I, I write like indie rock and like folktronica but i play a classical guitar i just really like the feel of nylon strings but then like i end up playing you know what essentially is like this funny like little pop punk rock folk stuff on it um uh i do have a couple of... this is my first electric that i ever got when i was 13 and I modded it just recently so i'm kind of proud of it um because it has these old like 19 um, 60s gold uh, foil um, pickups, which basically just makes it sound a little less shitty than it usually does. Um, <laughs> and uh, main instruments would be guitar and then uh, piano. I, well, piano more like synthesizer because I use it to play everything else. Actually, usually bass too. I tend to write in a guitar or a song generally starts with like a theme and a guitar, sometimes a riff or sometimes like a, a lyrical theme. Um, I actually thought about it when I was panicking. I was like, oh, crap, I don't really have anything really good done for this. And I was like, I could write, like, a really quick, like, thing and be like, you know, uh, uh, transpotting um, podcast. We've got Riv and Celeste and, you know, just something. I don't know. I was, so I would start with, like, a theme like that. And then I would start playing some different chords to kind of see what makes sense. And then you usually would be pretty... Um, uh, derivative, and then I would start stretching it from there and be like, okay, well, if I start doing like a weirder change up chord um, change without really digging into like music theory, just kind of seeing where my hands go and stuff like that. Um, occasionally I do write stuff on piano or through synth, so same process, just working with um, either a, a heavy lead or bass lead or, or some piano chords. Um, recently I got into modular stuff because I used to be really into building synthesizers and like I always wanted to design like a drum machine, like groove box and stuff like that. And then I was just like, this is taking forever. And I, I always want to design it analog. So it's like very, very, uh, it's simplistic and it doesn't, um, it's not super conducive to, to songwriting. So that eventually I gave in and started working with your rack, which is really fun because it's like just the epitome of nerds. Plus it felt like a rite of, you know, it felt like a trans musician rite of passage, man, um, and <laughs> stuff like that. So. So I dug into that, and um, of course, uh, shout out to all our wonderful uh, trans pioneers there. We've got, um, the, what is it, Winter, 
Sorry. Like Wendy Carlos. Oh, Wendy Carlos. Yeah. Like historically, Wendy Carlos. And then you go into Hyperpop and it's, you know, Sophie and Black Winter Wells and all these amazing people and stuff like that. But 100 Gex, yeah. (laughs) But to like actual instrument makers, you've got um, people like Emil from uh, Mutable Instruments who wrote the code that like kind of like 70% of um, uh, your rack, like, uh, and half of the dozen other groove boxes are based on. And you've got. Oh, who's Stargirl? Uh, oh, it, she's like our age, and she's developing really, really cool stuff. And she is Winterbloom, her garden, Winter Garden. That sounds right. I'll we'll fix that in post. Um, and <laughs> develop stuff like and that. And then they <laughs> and then they didn't. <laughs> and then they didn't. <laughs> I'll just trust you. Uh, anyway, yeah, lots of wonderful um, uh, nerddom there. Anyway, all that to be said. Theme and, and instruments, mostly uh, stringed instruments come really naturally to me, and brass instruments really do not, though I wish they would, because I like to blow things. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm just going to let that one sit there. Uh, I, I have a two-part follow-up question. So what is your favorite genre of music to write versus what is your favorite genre of music to listen to? If you have favorites, you don't have to have favorites. So... Favorite genre of music to write tends to fall into the the kind of amorphous selection of indie rock and stuff like that. It tends to be what I call kind of quirky indie rock, um, kind of upbeat, uh, you know, guitar focused, um, but with, you know, some sort of uh, arpeggiated synth during choruses and and things like that. Um, maybe with a little bit, like I said, folktronica. I tried to I tried to write in the genre that I really enjoy, uh, folktronica genre, which means basically indie rock, but with like electric drum sets and stuff like that. Um, my what music I mostly enjoy is uh, in twofold. I, I tend to really like um, the indie rock genre and things that fall into that. I can give a bunch of examples, but also like electronica. Um, which is the other thing that I write in, but I mostly stream in. And so a lot of my electrical instruments I have wired up is stuff that I would never like really release, but it's really relaxing to like set up a bunch of grooves and then just like stream for one or two hours and just like make weird crummy electronic beats and stuff like that. Just noodle. So when I say, yeah, noodle, noodle and tweak. I guess tweak has a negative connotation, but not in the synthesis world, um, tweaking knobs and stuff like that. You always got to tweak a little I'm really good at answering (laughs) questions without uh, providing answers that don't answer anything, (laughs) I feel. Don't sell yourself short. Great. You're doing great. We can tweak it in post. You're doing good, kid. You're doing good, kid. You're doing good, kid. Wait, hold on. Um, on. Get my cigarette. You're doing good, kid. I do like the Jersey Jersey waitress was, how you doing, honey? You know, sort of thing. (laughs) Um, Can I get you some more coffee? uh, For all the listeners at at home and on the radio, um, uh, how do you how do you approach it, Riv? I'm being interviewed by the interviewee. What a what a twist! What a what a twist! (laughs) What a twist! Always happens. Oh my god! Yeah, look at that. Uh, You know, it's reciprocal, right? Ooh, um, I'm also a guitar gal, um, although I'm not like, I, I wouldn't say I'm good at guitar. I'm just good at composing and, and putting the layers together. So a lot of noodling happens. A lot of, a lot of, uh, do it until it sounds good happens. Uh, back in the day, I would start with guitar and work out from there, but now I'm experimenting with building out drums because I'm getting a little better at building building like real sounding drums um and then I'll start from there and then and usually I should probably go from there to bass but I don't I just go from drums to guitar and uh sometimes I might start with the lyrics you don't know um it's all chaos I thrive on chaos it's the ADHD you know it's fine I think that's <laughs> very real as like yeah. a, I think you really have have it figured there is that the reality is that Oh, how do you do something, especially in creative film? And the reality is that, well, it's actually kind of different every time and unpredictable. <laughs> like any good, right? It just thing. happens. <laughs> Big cauldron, and you just stir it sometimes, and you put 
additional ingredients in. Sometimes it's guitar, sometimes it's drums, sometimes it's a weird vocal stem that I then decide to make into a beat. You don't know. It could be, it could yeah. be, uh, uh, you know, lyrics <laughs> that don't make any sense and then eventually they will or won't. Don't worry about it. I have a lot of like documents of like lyrics that or other things, brief music snippets that we sit snippets. up on the shelf and we yes. let, we let, um, we let just kind of, uh, age a little bit. We let it, uh, 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 stew or um, simmer, but yeah, I was trying to think of like what happens ferment. You let it ferment yeah. for a little while, and you come back to it, and you're like, uh, and then you're like, oh yeah, it works much better in this different context. I like ferment because it apply implies that it's alive too. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, really, all your songs are just little homunculi's. So. Just little music kombuchas waiting to be drunk. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like kombucha though, so that's a bad analogy it- for me. Like That's what I, like I was kombucha. afraid to say. I'm like, kombucha is kind of terrible. So yeah, I'm wrong with y'all. I it's don't delicious. Like, Ash loves kombucha, I know, I and I'm it. like, you can have all of it, dear. I I can't. It's... Especially when it's got that scoby on the bottom. Mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Tastes like vinegar to me. Yeah, that's why it's it good. tastes like vinegar. I yeah. I agree. Yeah. Sometime have like apple cider vinegar and then have kombucha and then it'll make you appreciate kombucha more. I don't need to appreciate kombucha. I might just kombucha. hate both. I'm, I'm okay. I might just hate both. <laughs> or it'll make you appreciate apple cider vinegar that much. I more. actually kind of like apple cider vinegar. Like I used to take it every now and then like thinking it's a health craze. I could, I could, you know, do good things for my heart and stuff or whatever. I don't know. I didn't actually read anything about it. I just heard, heard things. <laughs> and I took it like every day, like a spoonful of it. And I was like, you know, I, I could actually... This is actually fine, but I also really like it's good. very tangy things and fruity things, oh. So, but not kombucha. <laughs> Can I share my little story about music composition? Ooh, please do. Yeah, so I used sorry, to be really interested it in it back when I was in high school, and I was trying all these different things and writing all these little songs and stuff, and like one thing I remember doing that I thought was, thinking back, was really fun. I took like this plastic bag. And I like crumpled it and played it in front of the microphone and captured that noise. And then I put it through this pass filter. So it sounded like this weird kind of like rushing wind thing going on. And then I started playing synths over that. And I still have that song somewhere, but it was, it's funny because you can't tell that it was all made from a plastic bag. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So this gets so to like the So you play guitar. I am I a plastic bag, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of like the best, uh, do you guys remember the film uh, Triplets of Breville where it kind of shows like ASMR instruments where three ladies get up and one plays like the tongs of a refrigerator and another one plays a vacuum cleaner by having it like suck her hand and another one does something else. And so it creates this like very like lo-fi, you'd almost think of it as kind of like a techno type thing, except it's like a whole bunch of grannies and it's feels very French. Um, but, uh. Uh, yeah, so the other course I teach is, is um, like sound design and sound technology recording and stuff like that. And so I love doing what I call like soundscape or uh, music concrete projects, which is really a project that I call is like sonic collage, where I say, okay, go out and like find like 50 sounds, find 50 sounds anywhere. Like, is the light post humming? You know, it, uh, do you notice the door um, of a car being slammed? Um, inevitably, you always get people who are like, oh, the water fountain or, you know, here's the, the noise of my... Um, I don't know, my roommate snoring or whatever. Um, and so they collect all these sounds and then you cl- you uh, arrange them into a soundscape. Um, but you start playing with time stretching, reversing, um, throwing reverb on it, um, filtering, doing notch filter sweeps, which is what I think you were kind of describing before with the, f- the, um, with the plastic bag. Yeah, and, I don't know. I threw uh, so many starting... effects on that. I don't, I don't know what they were. <laughs> right, and it becomes this whole entire thing, and it kind of shows you how you can kind of create. I mean, just like everybody who's constantly like selling their sample packs, I'm like, really, like everybody who sells a sample pack is probably just like has two pen- pencils and they're just like drumming on their desktop, and then they throw a couple of fe- effects on it, and then it's like a new sample pack, and it's so cool. Um, like how many sounds? Just like when you, if you take a photography class, they're like, oh, look, you like take a thousand photos, but only stay in your bedroom or something like that and they're like it's an exercise to really say that you have to just be creative but like there's endless opportunities within a very small confined space or sonic space or anything else like that i feel like honestly with creativity that create that that constraint like breeds creativity and breeds like yes um novelty 
because when there's no constraint, you tend to kind of do the things that you expect will be good. Whereas when there is restraint, you kind of have to push your boundaries a bit. Do you think that's true? Oh, can you hear me? Am yeah. I coming through okay? I, I will say that your your mic has been cutting, a, dipping a little bit. Um, I did that last episode too. I'm not sure if your mic needs to be adjusted or something, but it's not as bad as last time, but it's a little dippy. I think I think just maybe I don't want to be closer. a little dipper. Oh, be a big dipper, I guess. Okay. Okay. Last convention. Don't I look into to, that. There's up. no euphemism there. I promise. Not intentionally, at least. Hmm. A weird, a very brief side story. Uh, last convention I went to was Pax Unplug, which is an um, analog board game convention because I'm a nerd. Um, but I was like, I've never cosplayed before. I want to cosplay. And so uh, my girlfriend introduced me to um, what's it? Gravity Falls, which I had never seen before. Oh, I love I Gravity really Falls. Fun, right? I was just thinking yeah. about so this is I think of This is I the connection of the Dipper. Going right there, yeah. Okay, and then uh, and so I was like, oh, I want to like I want to cosplay, and, and my girlfriend, you know, tall and skinny, has red hair, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be uh, Maybell, and you be Wendy. Um, I think that's their names, yeah, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. my my twin sister went with me, and she's like, I'm gonna be Dipper. As <laughs> 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 so, so we all dressed up, and she she wore the you know the Dipper hat and stuff like that. So um, cute. Uh, to answer your question, um, yeah, I think uh, oftentimes people find some providing some sort of um, limited, providing some sort of uh, uh, boundaries, limitations, limitations, boundaries, yeah. yeah, or different like liminalities or thresholds to to where you work through, often helps people be creative because it forces you to be more um, uh, focused and just creative in the process of being creative. Uh, I say that knowing that I'm not very good at that. Like, I kind of am like, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm going in this direction now. Doesn't matter if this song ever gets done. I'm really into this now. Fuck it, me mom mode is what you're doing. Yeah. So so I just, uh, I do this crazy chase of inspiration of wherever it takes me. And what that provides me with is like 90, I have like five albums written, um, but not finished and and stuff because I'm just always like, why should I ever limit myself? And so so now I'm trying to... um, Rehone myself into, and that's what this year has been about: trying to really refocus and um, and get things done. But most of the time, yeah, some sort of uh, limited vacuum helps those things. And of course, in an academic sense, we only exist really in vacuums, and so like the reality is that like I have to give them directions on what is and what is feasibly achievable in three weeks for projects and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah. When did so you? Cool. When did yeah? That's what so I'm. Cool. I'm th- that's what I'm thinking. When did you know that academia was what you wanted to be involved with as a career? Oh, uh, um, I wasn't very good at school growing up, but I always thought it was really cool. Yeah, and so I was like, I bet you I can kind of fake that till I make it, sort of thing. Um, so <laughs> I didn't do super well in high school, but I was very. I was like kind enough and like all the professors liked me or the teachers I guess at the time liked me and I was very involved with lots of extracurriculars and things like that to the point where they were like oh like you should be like in the music honors fraternity like you're in chorus and choir and you do theater and things like like that right uh and stuff and not realizing that like I didn't don't think I had to grade speed and they're just like oh no that that seems right like Alex should just be in that right and so I would just get like put in these things without the actual accreditation and so then I went to college and I don't know I just I really learned or found out what, and this speaks to all of us, I guess, with like ADHD, which I very clearly, I don't know if you can tell. Um, <laughs> but, I love uh, it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I realized that, you know, we often get told, especially when you get that kind of diagnosis, like, oh, it kind of means that you have trouble focusing on things that you, you, you focus, you, you get hyper-focused on things that are of interest to you. And I realized that I worked, uh, I realized what really interests me is learning things kind of at large and stuff. And so I think academia was a great place to be where uh, actually academia, I started off in IT, which is kind of like the other, I feel like avenue of that, of like a place where you're constantly solving a different problem every day and stuff like that just kept my attention and kept me um, excited to, and I pursue that kind of philosophical idea. Was it, uh, was it Plato, Socrates, where like the greatest um, 
truth, the greatest thing in, in the world is, is to, to learn. Like that's the pursuit of, of, um, life is to learn things or something like that. And I really like, it sounds really cheesy, but I really feel that like to my core and stuff like that's like, you know, I, I, I don't think I would be willing to live forever, but I think I'd be willing to live for a number of hundreds of years because there's a lot of things out there, you know? I'd be willing to live forever as long as there was something new to learn. Yeah. And something... A knowledge collector of sorts. I like that. Yeah. Um, gosh, that was a really awkward answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, I, I would say it's a very wonderful answer. <laughs> Very you guys are answer. great. You're we should wonderful. hang out. Let's do a podcast. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, it's time for the hangout session. We're one hour and 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're warmed up now. We're warmed up now. Warmed up. Time to hang out. Hey, how's everybody questions. going? <laughs> Those hard-hitting questions like, which is the better fruit, cherries or raspberries? Ooh, it depends on how they're being used. Are we talking pies? Are we talking that like in an alcoholic beverage? What are we talking here? I was thinking in a dessert. In a dessert? Raspberries. Mm-mm. I think raspberries are easier. Wrong. But- <laughs> no, I, I, I think raspberries are easier, but like a cherry pie mm-hmm. is out of this Or world. cherry ice cream. Like, I, there, there's a special kind of tartness to a cherry that's just so beautiful. Can, it, okay. It sings. Can I give a little shout out to a little company I like here? It's a little local company and they make hot sauce and it's called Irish Spikes. And they made a dessert hot sauce out of cherries and wine and habaneros. And you can put it on your ice cream and it tastes amazing. And I was like, what this is this? Great. It was really good. I had it today. Yeah, can you get us all some? I want so I want to try sure, that. Sure, I'll ship some over to you. <laughs> ship some to me, please. I'll have to wait till the farmer's yes. market yes. next week, but I have an inn. I know okay. somebody who works there. So. Ooh, I'm excited. Got an inn. I, yeah. love spicy, <laughs> I love spicy sauce, especially spicy fruity sauces, because I don't know if you could tell, spicy fruit right here. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of it mixed with like something creamy, like an ice cream. That's yeah, good. I've never put hot sauce on ice cream before today, and I was like, "This is banger! It's really good." This so. this is how the how the kids would say based. <laughs> based. Okay, I want to make I want to make my bussin. my case though. <laughs> I want to make my case for for uh, cherries not being as good as raspberries for like a pastry filled dessert. Okay. Okay. In my opinion, when you uh, heat cherries and you like emulsify them there's something about their flavor that gets lost or it get, or it's changed and i don't think they're as sugary as they used to be and i really like sugary oh, things that's interesting but raspberries seem to maintain both the sugar aspect and the tartness so therefore i appreciate raspberries more in this particular way because even though they transition they still maintain some of that original personality see I see what love I did there? the tartness. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. the tartness. <laughs> I love. See, when 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 my transition happens, it needs to be death and renewal. We're not doing this. I mean, like same shit every day. <laughs> for me, okay. yes. For for my desserts, no. <laughs> Do you know how um, some people say that you're the same? They say, hey, I'm going to transition, but I'll still be the same person. Would you say that you're, you all are the same person who you were from before you transitioned? No. So In I a positive told my family way? that. Um, f- depends on whose perspective you're talking. Um, I think for the vast majority of people that knew me beforehand, they would call my transition probably a negative to my personality, to all of this. I was a very quiet, well-mannered christian boy that didn't step out i had a hard time swearing i had you know i i fit in in my you know southern little town other than i didn't have the southern accent well i'm calling this net positive (laughs) sure i do too however from my perspective i think i'm vastly better than i ever was but it is an absolute i'd always say that i murdered myself back in tennessee and I'm, a, I'm an entirely different person. Somebody else inhabited this for a while, but I took over. Oh, no. Oh, we lost your video and audio for a second there. Oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. you're back. You're back. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. 
wasn't your fault. We'll just pretend that you were saying something really spicy. Yeah, you were saying saying that you, you you know, killed and left behind the boy. Yeah, and I just decided to inhabit this body that someone else inhabited for the first 27 years. And, like, it's my turn. And I think I'm doing a better job than he did. Yeah, congratulations. (laughs) What about you, Alexandra? Yeah. Uh, Oh, um... I think uh, that's something that a lot of us say, especially to like family members. So like I remember talking to particularly my mom, which is a whole nother like stories, like how do you come out to family and stuff? So for me, it's just my mom and I sat her down. I had done the cheesy thing where I had written out a letter and then I was like, I don't feel like right just giving her a letter. So I was like, I wrote a letter and then I just kind of sat on the couch with her and read the letter and stuff like that, which is great, you know, as a 30 year old. Um, and uh, uh, it shows you put thought and- into it. Yeah. Well, words uh, at times you would, sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't tell perhaps with me, but words are important to me on occasion. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I told her, you know, I'm, I'm still the same person. I think hopefully that's true to a certain degree. It's just that a lot of avenues, a lot of things that were the same to me, uh, were things that people hadn't had a chance to see before. There were things that, you know, I kept hidden away or thoughts or expressions that I, I kept internally and things like that. And so I think oftentimes people say that mostly to reflect like their interests and stuff. And like, yes, I still like to be super nerdy. I, I still do IT stuff. I, I still play music and stuff like that. Um, and we just kind of, I've gained extra little things of being like, I would like to learn how to make learn how to do makeup and then be like, oh no way, that's just way too fucking hard. But I would like to, read about people who do makeup really well and stuff like that. And, um, and I would like to uh, you grow in that kind of expression. And this has become a long, I was supposed to be really brief because I wanted to hear Riv's answer, but nevertheless. It can be as brief as or as long as you feel necessary or comfortable. This is, this is a judgment-free zone. Judgment-free zone. Yeah, except for Same if it's a pun. That's true. Then I will judge you, and then, then I will also then be Riv, judged. Then Riv mutes you. <laughs> Which is funny because, Aww. as Ash, will, my partner, will tell you, I never stop with the puns. And <laughs> their eyes will roll out of their head sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, puns, think... puns for me and not for thee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like the Supreme Court. I, oh. I know, that's where I was thinking right now, too. That's true. Eventually we should go into, like, three or three yeah. and all those other things. <laughs> Hey, do you want to elaborate more, or do you want do you want my answer next? Oh no, no, I am I am Are now sure? in anticipation. <laughs> Tim Curry, Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I think that um, I did the thing that I think we all do. Where it's like I'm the same person I always was, um, only in a much deeper voice back then. Um, but you know, that when I told my folks that, it was um, maybe about three months into girl juice. And, uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, I am the same person I was trying to hide from the world all my life. Um, and my core values are the same. But, yeah, that old person was a, a very flimsy mask that got cast aside and uh, have never been put back on after that moment. So, mm-hmm. uh, my personality is very different. My Things I like are a little bit different, mostly the same, but um, the way I behave and speak, my mannerisms are entirely different since like day one of Out of the Closet. And uh, because they're actually me, they're actually me. And, you know, when you unmask from autism too, uh, so much that goes hand in hand with, you know, unmasking your transness, that when you discard those things, it's really hard to go back to a different way of thinking and living and believing and interacting with the world and you interact you shape the way you interact with the world and it shapes you right back and that's kind of what's been happening the past two and a half years so now now i'm giving rambling answers (laughs) no that was good no that's that's so good how about you marcy oh should i answer i would love yeah you you need to answer okay I get to be the person that I always kind of wished I could be, if that makes sense. Because, like, I always had these, like, dreams of things that I wanted to do pre-transition. But 
I never kind of realized how much of a mental load just masking is. And like how, I remember I always used to say, like from since the time I was uh, early teenager, I always said, I always felt like, you know, like I'm watching my life on a screen, not an active participant in it. And there were like some personality tests I said that were like, oh, ENFPs always kind of feel like that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then it was like, oh, actually, no, I'm trans. And then once I transed, it was like all of a sudden it feels like it's all happening to me for the first time in my life. And then it's like all of these things that I wanted to do, all these things that I was interested in doing, all these things that I wished I could be as a person, all of a sudden I started to have the energy to do those things. And I just wish I would have done it 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. We all have a little bit of that, yeah, mourning for the loss, but I do love the, like, you know, or I talk to a lot of people who see so often like that 25 year old who's like I'm too old or like what I was when I was 23 and mm -hmm. stuff like that and you're like well or, or then when I was when I was 29 and I was like well sure that might that would have been different I, we don't know if it would have been better I mean it, it feels like it would have been kinder perhaps uh but the next best thing is right away is doing what you're doing now right exactly. so that's always good and I think honestly like similar to Celeste I had a very religious upbringing and so like, I remember there was one summer I was staying at a friend's house, take house sitting, and it had, like, this huge closet of girl clothes that fit me. And I was the only one there. And I was, like, putting on the clothes, looking at myself in the mirror, feeling great, and then just feeling completely ashamed and just feeling completely <sighs> like I was doing something wrong and sinful and bad and that I was going to be in trouble for it, especially if anybody found out that there was something deeply wrong with me. And just putting that Deep back in the closet and then just... You know, after that month of living there, just never touching that again for years. And then it's like looking back, it's like, wow. I wish I would have had the language to describe the feelings that I have now. Because I didn't have that language back then. I didn't have those words. I didn't have that ability to say who I was and how I was feeling because I didn't know that that was a valid thing, you know. And the hard part is I feel like we're not that old and still we're still in a, in a generation of, of trans folks who did not grow up with the age of information that we have right now and the, the access to, uh, you know, potential act. Not everyone that's younger has access to the information that's out there, but mm -hmm. I feel like it would have helped. <laughs> it would oh, have yeah. Helped I mean, so much. the first time that I searched for like, trans stuff online the only result I got was autogynephilia yeah. and so I read oh about that and I was like oh so that's what I have there's a feel good yeah right <laughs> that was <result>. bad <laughs> that's a bad time that's a bad time for those yeah, of you who don't know in the audience autogynephilia is a debunked claim that there's two types of trans people those who are just so gay that they wish they were a woman like gay for men right and then there's those who are actually attracted to themselves, the idea of them being a woman, and they get off sexually to that. And so those tend to be more the trans lesbians, according to this guy Blanchard was the name of him and his theory. Of course, this all is discredited and disproven, and according to his own criteria, cis women are more autogynephilic than trans women are. Um, but, you know, obviously that doesn't fit the narrative, so that didn't get written in. And when you read, like, the research and the accounts of these sorts of things, it's just covered in misogyny and trans misogyny, and it's disgusting. So anyway, but that was the first time that I heard of it. It's like, oh, if this is you, you just have a perversion. And so you need to just ignore it or whatever. Yeah. My way of being introduced to those thoughts were like those late 90s, early 2000s Adam Sandler movies, you know, where there's a man dressing up as a woman and like is the butt of all of the jokes and makes everybody so uncomfortable that they're around. And like, I didn't like actually know that like, hey, when a trans girl starts transitioning and takes estrogen, like she can grow boobs. Like there's, there's like, real changes that happen. Like I had no conception of that until after my egg broke and like I was 27 and I don't know, I don't, 
I was a fairly intelligent person. I kept up and like I was I supported trans rights even before then. It was just like, oh, if I was trans, I would know it by now. But because I don't think I am, then I'm definitely not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just that it's all wild. There was, um, I don't think there, there's a story. I don't think I've told it on here. It was about a year or a year and a half before my egg broke. Um, I really wanted to wear leggings and I had a pair of like guys leggings that I wanted. And so I'd asked my wife like, Hey, can we go out and get more, go shopping for more leggings? And like, she was like constantly taking me to look at like places that had guys leggings and like my brain wanted girls leggings so badly, but I had no proper language to like communicate. And I was like, so uncomfortable. That whole shopping trip was just a disaster. And it was just like, <laughs> I remember I only really am able to remember this because I remember I tweeted out and it came up on my time hop like a year ago about like, oh, that's a really deeply uncomfortable thought. I'm just going to put that away for a while and not think about it. And that's exactly what I did for like another year. And then it was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also tangly. It's a mess. Tangly. Mm -hmm. Tangly trans mess. Tangly trans mess. Hey, there's the name of the episode. Yeah. That's the name. Is that two for? Is that two in a row? <laughs> Celeste always gives us great, great like pull quotes for episode uh, names. Oh, nice. Yeah. So good. Oh God. Oh God. Fireworks are starting. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe that's a sign that it's about time to wrap this up. Probably. No, let's go forever. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know. We should we just should have hang. like we should just yeah. have hangout sessions sometimes. Yeah. That would be this fun. Has been so fun. We do need bonus content for the the Patreon. Patreon. We do. Yeah. Hangout sessions. We just have a hangout session. Just, just hangout Zoom yeah. Zoom session. That. That we could do it on the Discord. Times. Are you on our Discord? You should be on there so we can talk to you. I am on the Discord. I'm a lurker. Yeah, I am too. Um, I noticed. <laughs> Same. I'm a lurker as well. Yeah. So. I post occasionally. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. They, they keep so, the fans wanting more. Where can people find you, Alexandria? Alexandra. Okay, well, not uh, there's no Ia. Sorry. I have oh, the yeah. Ia at the end of my name. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I don't have the Ia. <laughs> I also don't have the uh, Rivia. That's Rivia, quite pretty. Celestia. Yeah. Ooh, Celestia nice. do, there is a Celestia. Celestia is really pretty too. So. Yeah. I love her. Darling Ia uh, doesn't quite have the same ring. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So where can we find where you, Alexandra? <laughs> well, I'm right here. Yay, we're done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, same. Same. Uh, you can find me mostly I'm I'm mostly active now with like the death of like, you know, Reddit and Twitter, Twitter and all these yeah. other good things. Um you can find me on Instagram at Nerdess Music. That's my performer name, Nerd S kind of um what do you call that? Is that a portmanteau of like nerd and goddess? Mm -hmm. Uh Nerdess Music. Um as well uh Twitch. I haven't done it in a while because I've been focusing on working on um recording music as opposed to just doing kind of exempt or like improv um, tunes, but also Nerdist music on Twitch. Um, and uh, if you, of the rare occasion for those who are still surviving on um, Twitter, I'm everywhere else. I tend to be odd opus composer, which is very me. So where can okay. we find all of you all? I'm Ono Marcy <laughs> on Instagram and Antichrist at tech.lgbt if you're on Mastodon. I need to make the switch to Mastodon sometime. I like it. It's fun. Although, if you're somebody who's chasing after views, it's not great. But if you're somebody who's chasing after, like, having quality, like, people to talk to, it's a great place. Celeste, where can we find you? I am, I, I guess, still technically at Sapphic Celeste on Twitter. Um, but I am starting to post more. I also have a blue sky. It is also Sapphic Celeste, you know, same. Eating list. I um on um no you're good um on twitter or not i said twitter on instagram dear god my brain's not working on instagram i am tato chips with a z 
Which is really so, cute. It's really cute. Hey, that was one of my uh, friends haters. came up with that for me, and I was like, "Oh, that's the Instagram, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent." And um, I'm also on Twitch as well. I'm Sapphic Celeste. There, I've not been doing that as much, but I would really like to. Um, I now have a comfy space to do that in, so I've been playing a lot of. Battlebit remastered for nobody here that knows what that is probably, but I've been playing a lot of that and I would love to stream it. So check me out there. I'll probably be doing that sometime soon. I tried Twitch for a while when I was recovering from cancer surgery, and I kind of realized I don't love it actually. I thought I would love it because I always wanted to do it, and then I just have respect for the people who do because I was like, this is mentally a lot. It's uh-uh. for the it's just for the funds. Like I got to be in the right mood for it. I will say too for Twitch, like I, I'm surprised constantly at how awful the the app and the website are to navigate, considering that it's something that is owned by Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, and you got Amazon money. <laughs> they've consistently made it worse since Amazon they, bought they it. Have. It functioned better when they were their own sole thing. Right. That's how like, anything like capitalism touches too. works though. Yeah. Like it's true. Like it's Twitter. True. Hey. Hey, and Reddit. Yeah. Oh, it's my, so, it's my turn, right? Where yeah, can we find you? Really? No, we know things. where to find you. You're right here. You're, you're right you're, here. You're also here. Yes. Wild. We're all right here, right now. Oh, uh, yeah, it's my turn. Um, hi, it's me, Riv. Again. <laughs> uh, uh, consistent branding is key. So on probably most platforms you can find me at cupcake hellsword with one l because norse stuff um and if you like metal music you can search your favorite uh music platform apple music spotify youtube music etc uh for barry of the river not barry as in like barry manilow but barry as in like you bury a dead body you bury it you bury it Bur- or you, bury the river. Or the bury, river. bury the river. The river. <laughs> bury the river. Or your emotions. Or your emotions. Or in this. Or case, your emotions. Or in this case, your transness. Except mm. we're yes. excavating mm. that and burying your cisness. It. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Little. That's hmm. cute. Hmm. Where can we hmm. find you're, you again, Alex? <laughs> hey. Okay. <laughs> No, no, let's keep this going. Um, <laughs> you're cute. Oh, you're also cute. No, you're cute. I like your cute face. We're all a, disa- <laughs> we're all a disaster. It's I, amazing people want to hang out with us, to be all real. All the work I put into to doing this, I was, like, panicking so hard before this. Oh, where no. My girlfriend was like, give, she was like, you're going to be fine. I'm like, they're, you don't understand. They're all so lovely and perfect. <laughs> and here I am. I'm going <laughs> to... You're going to come She's in and fit we... in just fine. Yes. And here we are, just disasters um, so... of people. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all disasters. Yeah, so. except Marcia. But we're Have here, and we're existing. What's up, Marcia? <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Disaster Artist? That was made about me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Actually, no, that was Tommy Wiseau, but... That was Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. I mean, you're not oh, Tommy it? Wiseau. Actually, I what am. <laughs> Shows. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, we did. Let's talk about Tommy Wiseau for a second. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau yeah. is one of those. Have you ever heard the theory about how he's the uh, guy who hijacked the plane and escaped because he just oh, kind of showed D. up? Cooper? Yeah, DB Cooper. There's the theory that he's no. DB Cooper because he just showed up one day with a whole bunch of money and started making a movie. <laughs> he just showed up saying, "Oh hi, Mark." Just like, the plane. Oh hi, oh, hi Mark. Mark. I did not. Uh, I did not kill her. <laughs> I did not. You're tearing us apart. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because uh, nobody knows anyway. how he got his money or even where he's from. And he doesn't really talk about his past at all. So he's probably D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Timeline matches We should matches all be up. so lucky. <laughs> yeah. And like, like him, we should all try to, um, you know, be our best selves and work towards the things we want. Mm-hmm. Everybody betray me. (laughs) I do like that. I I love Alexandra's Uh, little nice positive twist to that. (laughs) 
tried. Spoken like a true professor. Uh, I love it. Uh-huh. I really true. love this. Um, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt because it's a it's a uh, an Alan Moore quote, but I love why he says uh, magic is the will made manifest. Mm-hmm. And he says it in one of his comics because I'm a nerdy comic gal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he says it in From Hell and stuff like that. But that feels so true to me in the sense of like, oh, you know, like you might be spiritual or religious or um, pagan or totally atheistic and stuff like that. But I feel like it just really speaks true to be like, oh, we, you know, we have kind of found what we wanted and gripped and kind of worked towards it and stuff. And so us like kind of... <laughs> The will made manifest. It's what's magical. It is That's magic. magical about us. We're all magic. It's lovely. We celebrate gender magic here. Yes, we really yes. do. We're here for the gender magic. Ooh, and and occasionally the gender fuckery. And gender fuckery, yeah. I do love me some gender fuckery. And to quote Bacano, very creepy anime, thy will be done. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. That is that quote, from Bacano? It is from Bacano. I thought it was from the Bible. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's probably from both, but I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I mean, let's well, face it, 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 I didn't Bacchino watch it. The, is from the, Bible. the one thing that we know is that Bacchino came before the Bible, so. I mean, yes. clearly. Facts. Clearly. Origins. That's the one with the headless, um, motorcycle girl, right? What? That is the one where, like, they have immortality, but they, ha- they can also, like, suck people into their hands and absorb them if they're other Oh, immortals. I'm thinking Dorara. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, <laughs> I would love I'm to. I'm not an anime girl, so yeah, I don't, I would I don't love know what's happening. Improve okay. and become an anime girl. I have, such I have an no idea where to anime, start. But God, I can't sit down myself to do it. I need someone to like force to sit me down and watch it. I think you'd really like Bakano because of the chaos and the humor okay. and be love and, and chaos. The, like and like the yeah. fantasy sci-fi kind of. And there's also mobsters in it. You got yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, it's everything really you could want. Bacchano was made by the same studio that did do Ra Ra Ra, which is why I was thinking of it. Oh, that's why. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only one I've seen, my girlfriend had me see, watch uh, Fully Cooley, oh, which yeah, I really love. Fully Cooley's great. But that's like my only Fully Cooley's a great like, like, intro great. drug for anime. And she was like, don't expect other things to be like this. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched a couple. Not, nothing wild. I've seen watched, that one. Um, the, Devil, the Devil is a part of cute. Um, loved that, and I loved um, Uran High School Host Club. Oh, I've heard that, that one's one. good. I haven't seen really it. Really fun. Yeah, that was fun. I am. That was a pre-transition joy. So oh, yeah. I might uh, like that more. Now. I'm. I'm not necessarily like an anime girl, but I've just like animation, and there's a lot of like the best animation in the world just happens to be anime. So I also love animation. It's just I don't. I don't know why I can't get myself to. You sit should watch down Your Name. To... It's. It's a movie. It'll grip you, and it'll make you cry. I do like being gripped. Oh. <laughs> Hard. Harder. Hard. By a good story. Uh, Rivi <laughs> might like um, Fully Cooley because the one protagonist has like a magical base that she uses to, or they use to battle things. Yeah. Doesn't the base, like, doesn't that hit the kid in the head and then he starts growing a robot out of his forehead? Yeah. No, no spoilers. That's but like the yeah, first that happens. Yeah. Come on. That's like the first scene uh, in the first episode. Yeah. It's like a big old Rickenbacker. <laughs> yeah. Crap. It surprisingly is. And like, that's the easy to understand part of it. So. Okay. Okay. I will, I will try it. The rest is a trans allegory. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yes. Um, no, it's a puberty allegory, but it's great. <laughs> um, that was a lovely episode. Yeah. I'll see. We did great. Should we wrap it up? Great. It's so good. Sorry. Uh, Going to stop recording it or should we record more? Stop! Okay. Such gold. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 We love you all. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thanks, Alexandra. Bye, Alex. (laughs) Thank you all so much. This was so much fun. Yay! Bye. 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 Hi, everyone. Marcia here. Wanted to give a shout out to our amazing Patreons. Nikki Keenis, hey, shout out. It was nice to see you at Gay Baseball. T.L. Teasley, Nicole Breckbull, Jenny Starr, Bryn, Ash, Aaron Garcia. Thank you all so, so much for your support. It means the world to us. And we can't wait to see you again next episode. If you would like to be a Patreon, go to patreon.com slash transpotting and you'll find everything there. Patreon access gets you early access to podcasts, 
It gets you access to our video feed where we show the raw, unedited, unfiltered, uncut footage of us <laughs> messing around trying to make this podcast. And um, I think we're going to have like a special place on the Discord soon. Your support means the world to us and we couldn't be doing this as much as we do it without, your, without you. Ah, I am bad at words. Anyway... Um, we'll see you next episode for another fantastic episode of Transpotting Trans Edition. <laughs> see ya. Thank you for sticking around. We now have a very special original song for you, brought to you by Alexandra, a.k.a. Nerdist Music. Please enjoy Gay Girl Glitch. I'm so gay, so baby, gay, it's great. Please don't fetishize me as I'm third Fantasy in between chasers and your boyfriend. Did you read my resume? I manifested biohacking. Learn how to throw salty shade. More of nerd than deviant. A bicycle for a past and pastry. A tea for tea. Techno major. Gal pal. Best friend. Roommate. And pick. I'm so gay, so very gay. It's great. Except for all the like one more thing after all of the music and shout outs we did yeah it'd be pretty funny good thing we're not gonna do that go home go home